change, they want me to change, but I ain't changing, nah. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, Me and Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still, and as always, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerd DJ's Radio Network, y'all already know, man, week after week, shit, we're doing three and four a week now, legends only, and today is absolutely no exception. Man, we got Richard Carter Jr. in the building. And if you are unaware, he is the son of Maserati Rick. And for my generation, Maserati Rick was one of them ones. I'm sorry, Maserati Rick was one of them ones. And it's 35 years later since he passed and we're still talking about him. That tells you how legendary this man's father was. Um, let me get him to, to, to the show real quick. What's going on, bro? What's going on? How you doing, man? Like that introduction, bro. Appreciate you, man. Oh shit, man. Yo, like I grew up on Seven Mile. <laughs> seven Mile. Yeah. Seven mile. So first off, I didn't know your pops owned that 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 car wash. On the west side? Yeah. <clears throat> um <clears throat> now with that, I'm not a hundred percent sure he owned that car wash. Because mm-hmm. from my understanding, he his car wash was on the east side. Because, you know, everybody was like, you know, what he was doing on the west side, they ain't, you know, they ain't really his neighborhood, his area. Hey, before, I'm, I'm sorry park. to cut you off, but for some reason, your your video is just not what it was when we, uh, before the show. It's messing right. up. Right. What happened? Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's just like, uh, you kind of like going in slow motion. Oh, it's lagging or something. It's yeah, lagging. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's probably what it is. Okay. Which is wild. Is it hot? Like, do I need to move the camera? Hold on. I took you off and then put you back on. And actually, uh, that might have helped a little bit. Okay. And if not, it, not, it ain't nothing big. It's not the first time it happened. We'll just uh, have you call right back up, and and that usually resolves it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and for those people who don't know, I, I, yeah, yeah we have, I think we are going to have you call back in because I want to make sure that when, once we get started into what happened, that I don't have to interrupt you. Okay, gotcha. So you want to? Why do I uh, leave? Hit leave and then come join back again? Yeah. All yep. right. Cool. I'm about to do it now. Let's All see. right, bet. And I do apologize for the technical difficulties. However, that is not my fault. Blame blame Stringyard, not your boy. Um, but I want I, I like to make sure that that, that my guests are seen in their best light um, and make sure that, you know, when, when we play it back, I don't have to like eliminate them or some shit like that. You know, um, that that's a lot better. Yes. That we are perfect. Okay. We good to go. For sure. We're good go. to go. <laughs> All right. So 35 years ago, what September, I want to say mm-hmm. September the 10th. Yeah. 12, 10. Well, the 10th well, when the, the 10th is when it jumped off. Yeah. Yep. So your pops pulls up and first off, let, let me set the scene for people. Like this, this car wash was notorious for ballers. Like this was one of those car washes where if you was getting money in Detroit, especially on the west side, this is the car wash you went to. That being said, I would have never went to that car wash if I was getting money because a lot of shit used to jump off at that car wash. Right. Okay. Um. So take let, let's start right there. What happened to your father, Maserati Rick, at that car wash? Um, well, I guess 
I'm gonna say allegedly. <laughs> yeah, um, allegedly he was uh into it with some, with some guys, and they had a shootout in broad daylight, basically in the middle of Seven Mile, bro. You know, cops shot the dude. They shot each other, and uh, they both ended up at different hospitals. Uh, uh, my old dude got shot in the stomach. Uh, I believe, and the other guy, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, as far as his bodily harm or all that, you know, I don't know the details on that, but they ended up at different hospitals. And uh, two days later, someone came in and, you know, basically finished the job, as they would say, um, assassinated or whatever uh, in his hospital bed. Which up until that time in Detroit had never happened before. <clears throat> Nowhere, nowhere in in the world, not even in the um, Italian mafia, you know, and they're known for notorious, you know, bombings and all type of hits, you know, just brazen hits. But even then, in that era, they haven't even done nothing, you know, to that level of uh, I mean, violence, I guess, to, you know, get, get at somebody or whatever you want to call it. And so you know they must have you know that they must have wanted him bad you know we're gonna go back in hospital in the middle of the day so you know. yeah um and this is like I, I you know i did my my uh my internet research and and again allegedly uh him and a brother named big ed got into it and this has been a consistent story uh throughout everything i've seen right they popped each other like you said, they ended up in different well, hospitals. Well, uh, don't mean to cut you off, but Big Ed wasn't the person he got into a shootout with. From it my, wasn't. from allegedly, you know what I'm saying? From the story that I've heard from uh, recently, I saw uh, um, they got an interview on the the uh, the individual. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't really, I'm not gonna say his name, even though it's all public information. It's public anyway. This particular person name is um logic parker and i listened to a phone interview he did recently um and he was speaking about the whole situation and how that incident went down and his involvement as well mm -hmm. and you know the part he played or whatever uh from hit from from his mouth he said it like you know they got in the shootout and the way he described it you know how people describe the situation Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, if you went to it with a guy, you know, basically what I'm saying is he wasn't disrespectful in regards to, you know, he was like, yeah, my main man, Rick, shot me. I shot him. We ended up in different hospitals. And this is what he said. My main man, he was like, you know, Rick was a cool dude. But, you know, in the streets, you know, he was just doing he was doing his job. He was a soldier for this big egg guy. Even, you know, he was um, allegedly. You know, he didn't say nothing disrespectful out the way. Uh, and I just, I guess I wanted to hear that side of it because I heard every side of that story, even mm -hmm. though it don't matter. Honestly, like, I don't care who did it. Nobody got charged with it. He said they tried to give him six years for that. Uh, he beat it. Um, and he's still in prison right now. So that's still an open case as far as the whole hospital situation. Um, 
to this day, like I said, I still open K. So nobody really said they did it. Like even this Boom Nate Boom character, you know, he on a bunch of interviews saying, you know, his alleged involvement and you know what he did or whatever. But you know, like being from that time, like I, you know, like the, the, especially back then, the the east side of Detroit and the west side of Detroit was generally stayed to themselves. Like, like the ballers from each side would meet at clubs or whatnot or behind the scenes, you know, the regular folks like myself, at least I was regular at the time, the regular folks mm-hmm. like myself didn't really see the east side niggas that was really getting money. And niggas on the east side didn't really see the west side niggas that was getting Unless money. they was on the west side <laughs> hanging Unless out. They was, exactly. But the best friends had a reputation and Maserati Rick had a reputation that was all, all around the city. Like they they had transcended they side, and and niggas was like you know the average citizen was scared of best friends. Them niggas was like the boogeyman. Absolutely. <laughs> and so yeah. you know when you get in when you start listening to all the stories and you realize that they was working for him, right. it's it it it's a situation where you know you, you can only pay Satan to do so much. Yeah. You know, and from what what it sounded like with Nate Boone was, and I also saw uh, Eddie Jackson Jr. today, who okay. said a whole a whole different name uh, about who went in the hospital. But Nate Boone was basically like, "Look, I um, I've seen him a couple of different times. One time I was kind of there, but I wasn't there. Somebody paid me to look the other way. The second time, uh, the one I saw today was, well, I was in the parking lot." And so and so came down and just told me it was it was resolved. Put it that way, um, right? And then they show him at the funeral. I saw some footage of him at the funeral. Like, yeah. So I don't know, you know. And he said that he was unaware that they was, you know, that wasn't really a, uh, you know, that wasn't a social media age. So right. most people most people wasn't rolling around videotaping funerals and shit like that. Because he was like, if I'd have known they was videotaping, and I seen him say this, if, I, if I'd have known they was videotaping, I'd have had my hoodie on and kind of, you know, been incognito. Right. I seen that. Yeah. How old were you when you, when your pops got murdered? Um, I was born nineteen eighty six, September eighteenth, nineteen eighty six. Uh, he was killed September the twelfth, nineteen eighty eight. Hey. Yeah. Wow, I'm sorry. Man, it's just uh what happened with your mom's after this? Um Well, her situation was in no relation. It, it was it was it was not related to, you know, my father, but it was still drug and drug related. If you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you know, her sentence was still drug related. She did uh, 19 years for drugs. She was involved with another guy. Um, this was way after my dad, you know what I'm saying? So this was like, we talking from, what, 2002 when she caught that case? Something like that? So it was way after. And I'm not going to lie, the audio, I mean, the video is still fucking up, but the audio is perfect. We'll, we'll roll with it. Okay. Um, yo, so, so you basically grew up without both your parents. Yeah. What yeah. type of... What type of effect did that have on you? Um, she went to prison. Like I was a a junior in high school. 
went, I was uh, going to Mumford High School on the west side. Um, and it was just so crazy, bro. Like, I, I remember, because <clears throat> I was there, you know, when they came in the house or whatever. <laughs> bro, I went yeah. to school the next day. <clears throat> Man, I went to school the next day. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> it was really? weird. Yeah, I went to school the next day, bro. I drove my mama car. She had like a little gold Honda, like a oh, baby boy, <laughs> one of them joints. You know what I'm saying? I drove her car to school. And then I went over to my brother's house. That's where I went. But I went to school from over there. I went to my brother mama, my brother house, which is my mm-hmm. dad, other son. Uh, I went over there and then went to school from over there. But uh, I was just... I don't know. It happened so fast, man. I don't, it was it was a lot. It, it was a lot, you know, to take in, you know, what I'm going to do now. I got to grow up. I got to, you know, fend for myself, basically. So it was one of them things. It's time to, you know, step it up. <laughs> still got to go get up and go to school and do the regular stuff. Were you, were you angry I, with them at, at some point? Uh, my, my, my parents? Yeah. Um, I think I ain't even really stopping to think about that then. I, I I think them feelings just ain't start hitting me till now recently. Okay. And my mom, she been home almost two years now, so that's another thing. Like you know, me and her not we not speaking because of. I would just say, like, my father, I guess. I don't know what her issue is. Honestly, I'm going to be this, you know what I'm saying? I've been trying to figure that out. But, yeah, she came home. Um, uh, I guess she was supposed to have got pardoned with, you know, white boy Rick did a thing. But even I don't even know how that situation, how that came about. Uh, you know, she came home. It, it happened. Uh didn't hear from her till like March, two months later. And you know, we trying to get a get a get a some understanding. That's okay. what I'm saying. Cause it was a lot of misunderstanding to the point, you know, she's been having an issue with me because it was a situation came up with her case where I was called as like a witness. Like a and, character witness. Yeah. Okay. Um, in 2017, and I guess, you know, my sister was called and my other sister was called. And, of course, it was an affidavit that we signed some years prior, and we all had different affidavits. Okay. And this is what I am was trying to explain to, I, I think, my sister. She was saying, well, you ain't go to court. It was supposed to be to you know talk about her lawyer was um she had like a, a dirty lawyer or whatever but that was never the case my affidavit was stating that the individual that she was you know holding these drugs for she wanted me to basically say that he was abusing her he put drugs in my room and you know what i'm saying stuff like that and mm-hmm. Oh, and also the main thing was she was placing me there in the house while the drugs were supposed to be brought in the house. 
you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, who was, she was asking me, like, who was there, what they say to you. And I wasn't even there. I wasn't even at the house that time. So, like, it's been a whole issue because I didn't go to court. And basically, like I said, she wanted me to, uh, you know, be a witness on the, on on that on that situation, and I said no. So her, I guess, to get me to riled up to do it, uh-huh. she said, "Well, he has something to do with your daddy getting killed." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, wow. can, can you hear me? How's my sound, Do Can you hear me? Um, it's a it, it's fucking up a slightly. Right, right, right. Yeah, I ain't know. I can um, put my headphones on though, and because it can really get a clear sound. Yeah, that might work. Yo, <laughs> bro, like this the shit I didn't hear at all, man. Yeah, I, this just happened last. This new. This is because I don't, you know. I'm sorry. Damn, bro. All right, like, can you can can you hear me now? It should yeah. be good. Look, okay, bet that's better. Yeah, that's a lot. The, the, the audio is a lot better. Cool, cool. So yeah, man, like. And so, like I like I said, I, we did that. She came home. We trying to, you know, make a relationship, but it just didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now we had a situation also where Boosie reached out. Little Boosie, the rapper, he reached out and was interested in doing, you know, I guess the Maserati Rick story, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, came to Detroit, met with my mom, didn't have a conversation with me personally. I never spoke to him about nothing for real. Um, and, you know, he left. And after that, my mom would just start acting weird, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Boosie, I don't know. I was trying to, I guess, I guess they were trying to, you know, put a situation together. Um. That's pretty much, you know, and the last conversation me and me and my mama had, I went hit her on the FaceTime and it was a weird exchange, bro. <laughs> um, you familiar with Demetrius Holloway? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and I'm and I'm gonna address this because like my sister think I'm lying that me and my mama had this conversation on FaceTime. Like, why would I lie about that? You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But this is the last thing my mama said to me on the phone, FaceTime, bro. And we on FaceTime. I'm just trying to see, you know, what's good. You know, checking on her, that whole thing. And um, I don't even remember what we was talking about, bro. It just led to her. She just was like, you know how somebody say something to you? You'd be like, man, you not yourself. It's not, right. you know. It was one of them things. And we on FaceTime. And she just was like, uh, aha, Demetrius Holloway, your daddy, go change your name, bitch. Like, it was way more, way more over the top than how I did it. It was like, aha, Demetrius Holloway, your daddy, go change your name, bitch. And hung up on FaceTime, bro. And I ain't heard from her since. That was a year ago, bro. I ain't heard nothing from her since, dog. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Hey man, and my sister gonna say, "Oh, you lying." They ne- that conversation never happened, man. Okay, <laughs> I still don't believe it, bro. I'm still trying to figure out, like, now why would she say that, bro? Like, why would she say that? <laughs> like, come on, man. When you go down the rabbit hole a little bit on on YouTube, it's deep. I know Eddie Jackson Jr. put some stuff out there that's like, 
Eh, you know what I'm saying? But shout out to the Holloway family, man. All the Holloway kids. I'm cool with them. We just, we've been talking, you know. We got some mm. in the works. Um, Yeah, man. So, that whole shit with my mama just been crazy. Like I said, I haven't heard from her. I was lab conversation we had. So, I just been trying to move forward, you know. Get my peace back, cause she broke my peace with that. You know, I was sick for days. I couldn't eat. I was really like, damn, why she? What's wrong with her? Like, why she do me like that? You feel me? I was really feeling, you know, at my lowest of lows. You know what I'm saying? Have you Type. considered looking into it? To her, with her? No, uh, what she said. What is it to look into? <laughs> That's crazy. I ain't got looking into that. Okay. She needs to look into herself, her within, and why did she say that? But I, I'm not about to question it. I'm not even. It's one of them things like you know how people, you hold your parents at such high standards and high regards, and you kind of just let stuff slide. And yeah, it, we, I'm not about to make no excuse for her, man, because she went to prison and this, this, that, and the third, and all this and whatever. You know, these was her choices. At the end of the day, you know, she tried to involve me and. That situation where I didn't feel like, you know, I needed to be involved in. I was a kid. And, you know, if you holding a grudge towards me because of something that happened with my father, that's crazy. Because for you to say that, where did that even come from? You know what I'm saying? You know that name. You know Demetrius ain't my daddy. Like, and I'm like, you know, where are you at in your mind to say that to your son at 36 years old? So I'm curious, what's your relationship <laughs> with your grandparents? Uh, my father's mother passed away in 2005. My mother's mother, we don't really, we ain't talk, we don't got no relationship, and, uh, that's really it. I don't you know grandparents, no elders. My, my grandfather passed away, like, in 08, my father's, my mother's father, and that's about it. Just been me, and, you know, that's it, man. We don't got a bunch of cousins on my mom's side. All my cousins are on my father's side, and on my Uncle Clyde got a bunch of kids he got about 13 kids <clears throat> something like that he got so so at 15 you literally is on your own yeah essentially yeah but uh, you know i had my two sisters we always in the same household still and the guy who she caught this case you know for he still was taking care of us bro he still he never stopped answering that phone you know he made sure my mama had a lawyer the best lawyer steve fishman she had great representation uh, she had a situation where she actually fired the lawyer and they had a, you know, a situation and she ended. That's why she ended up getting the time she got because she tried to get her own representation. You know what I'm saying? Go yeah. her own way of doing it. And, you know, she it went from work. having a she went from having a fifty thousand dollar lawyer, which was Steve Fishman. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know, you know, his reputation. And he was, you know, known for, you know being Demetrius Holloway and my father's lawyer back in the day also. So she probably could she probably would have still did some time, but she wouldn't have got twenty years. And she she caught this case at a time where um the guidelines for this six hundred and fifty the six hundred and fifty gram law, it just she she just had like got caught under these guidelines and um Oakland County sheriffs her case was Oakland County. This was a state case. It wasn't a federal case. So that's another reason why she got so much time. And she took it to trial and lost. Um, they found they found three and a half birds in there. They found two compressors. Uh, 
a nine millimeter and a sawed off shotgun. They ain't find no money in there. So, you know, all this yeah, is public they had, information. They had tools and work, basically. Yeah. yeah. And straps. Like that's yeah. the trifecta and you about to do some real serious time. Now mind you, it's kids, it's it's babies in this house. I'm just yeah, just you know, because everybody keep talking about, you know, my mama, my mama, this is her household that's that this is happening up under. So you got kids, you got grandkids, you got guns, you got drugs, and we on Appaline, bro. We in the hood still. We on Appaline and uh between seven and eight mile over there in that area. So of course, around this time, Oakland County Sheriff's, uh many people probably don't know, but they had jurisdiction up until seven mile legally at this particular time. So that's why Oakland County Sheriff's was able to come in and do what they did. Also, people don't know that I didn't know uh, a, it was your, a situation. Your, your audio kind of fucking up a little bit. Oh, All can right. you hear me? It was a situation where basically somebody told, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like a cop's yeah. a cop's brother told, gave up the house, gave up some other information, just this, that, and the third. So that's how all that happened. Um, right. Hold you on know. a second, too. Hold on. Yeah, cause it's just it's it's giving me like like not an echo, but it's like just like somebody tapping or some shit. Gotcha. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, it's still doing that shit though. I don't know what's going mm. on with that. Sometimes it just fucks up, bro. It, it, I don't, right, right. It just be, may not be you. Uh, and so I'm gonna have you come back out and come out and come back in. I'm sorry for the for the interruptions. No, you good. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at in my head. So do it right now. Yeah. All right, but. Yeah, again, I do apologize, but yo, wow, this shit is, man, like this, this, this really should be, you know, I hope somebody sees this, that, that's in the game, um, and got kids, because, you know, like, all right, and I was just telling people, you know, I hope somebody sees this, that's in the game and has kids, because, you know, when you, when people, you know, out there doing their thing and they got kids, they look at the shit they can buy their kids and the lifestyle that they can provide, but that shit is temporary. You know, ain't too many people that's actually retiring from selling dope. Right. Not, uh, not, uh, without having to wash their back and all that, you know, mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Um, <clears throat> uh, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, um, you know, at this time, like I said, a, a cop's brother is the person who's supposed to have, like, told or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, when it came to, you know, the trial, like, this I don't even remember seeing this the guy or whatever who showed up. Uh, but, you know, she, they gave her 20, 20 to 40 plus 2 to 5 for the guns or whatever. Uh, she, she didn't. That was it, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really, wasn't much she could do. She took it to trial and lost. So that's why she got the maximum of that. What she got, like I said, she did 19 years. Her release was supposed to be 2023. And uh, like I said, with the whole white boy Rick situation, as far as him helping her getting party, I'm not even sure how that worked because her case was a state case not federal and she mm -hmm. already did she did 98 percent of the time basically she did 19 years she only had maybe what six more months to go so you know of course 
I got a, I kind of got an issue with that. Like, why you messing with White Boy Rick? My old dude ain't messing with him. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't, I, ain't, I ain't understand that part of it. So wait a minute, cause, cause, cause the internet streets said that at some point, <laughs> White Boy Rick and Maserati Rick had some dealings together. Right, the internet streets. That's the you use the perfect word because <laughs> wasn't none of them people there. That don't even make sense. You know what I'm saying? He was around and he hung around, but they I don't I don't think they was doing business together. That don't even come on. You know what I'm saying? They probably was in the same hung out, but but they wasn't. Nah, I know that. I didn't hear interviews with White Boy Rick, and mm. from it, from what he was saying, he was more so cool with Demetrius, and you know. He got to talking to little crazy about my old dude, but so that's why I don't really care for dude like that. Like <laughs> white boy Rick, bro. Like get out of here, man. So I don't know what her what his relationship is with my mother. I don't I don't got nothing to do with that. I just stay out of it. it ain't my business for real. But she been acting weird since she came home, and you know, mm-hmm. so that's at, it. At what point, as an adult, did you just did you decide? Okay, you know what. I kind of want to find out for myself what happened as much as I can. So when I found out, so like me growing up, bro, I didn't know who my, I didn't know about Maserati Rick. Okay. Like that aspect of of my father. I didn't know who that was. I just seen pictures and, you know, I got his name. I look, I, I I probably didn't look like him too much back then, but when I started hanging around my brother, and uh, I don't know if you remember Street Life, uh, Street Life documentary that came out back in the day. If you I remember didn't that documentary, I heard of it. So this was the first. This was like a the introduction to me finding about finding out about who uh, my dad was or whatever. So at the end of this documentary, I see a uh, a picture in an article. You know, Richard Carter, shot in the hospital. You know, this this that and the third, and I'm. You know, even then, I'm like in the eighth grade. And then I go, you know, I go over to my brother's house and he like, man, you don't know who. You need to know if anything. You got his name. You looking like him and everything. So he pulled out the Detroit Almanac, showed me the article in there. And he had like an airbrush T-shirt with Pop's face on there. He was like 50. We the same age. So he was, you know, kind of repping the name then. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So. Even through high school and during high school, it's still what we wasn't like. I wasn't like actively pursuing, trying to figure it out, like what was going on and, you know, about my dad. I would ask my, you know, ask around, but it wasn't like I was trying to do a movie or a documentary or nothing at this time. That didn't come later to like 2007, maybe eight. Um, And going back to high school, uh, like I said, my my father had another son, uh, my brother Kevin, and uh, he actually passed away in 2003 in a car accident. Uh, also, I mean that's crazy. You remember like the date my dad died or whatever? Because my brother died the same day, September the 12th, in the same hospital too. It just it was, it was in a car accident. So. Yeah, so I, you know, that's when you, I was like, hey, he know that date. You, I know it too, bro. You feel me? Yo, bro, like, 
a lot of people don't know that they just you know they're like man but yeah that happened the same day yep same exact day and literally like demetrius holloway was murdered a couple of years after right i want to say uh what store was that downtown in front of a store the broadway was inside the broadway downtown broadway shoe store like everybody in in that circle either went to prison or got killed that i yep. can think of except they, for you know, white boy rick if you whatever you know yeah or they yeah or you know and actually he went to prison too right they out here trying to get their life back man and get i don't know you know you know i just even with that situation though like you know i don't know him personally but you know he home you know same thing with my mama like i feel like you know she home you know, I don't know whatever her grudge is with whoever. She needs to let it go. That's really it. Like, at the end of the day, like, I had to step back and look. You know, the the dude asked me, Juice asked me on the interview. He was like, is it something that you did? You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, trying to figure that out. But I'm like, nah, bro, I've been doing, you know, I graduated high school. And, you know, I've been trying to do the right thing. I ain't never tried to jump off in no streets for real. None of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh that's just i'm not on that you know what i'm saying i ain't trying to be much right rick <laughs> i ain't on I that bro uh, you know what some yeah. people i can't put that on no job application and get the job like like yeah bro you, hey did you know uh hey you know who my daddy is right you know what i'm saying let me get that job bro it's like, no. <laughs> I, 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 you actually you be but surprised. that shit has come up at jobs bro it has come up at workplaces and not it's it has come up you know i had a situation where i just one of my homies one of the homies brought that shit up to somebody at work and my my supervisor came up to me and said something to me one day <laughs> look i just like cool you know what i'm saying this nigga still fired me though because i fell out of sleep one day but <laughs> I was working at Ajax. I was working at Ajax on grass shit, man. On grass shit down there. Ajax metal. <laughs> I got fired, man. That nigga called me sleep. I was sleep on the hollow. Shit. I was out you of know there. what? I, I I didn't hear not one person say a negative thing about him. About your pops. No, I ain't really heard nothing too much. Even even the Logic Parker dude, who you feel me? Who supposed they had beef. Only person I probably probably would say something is Big Ed. You feel me? But you know, I and I even I, I even had a uh encounter with Big Ed's son. Really? How'd that go? Uh bro, cool, man. It was so crazy. It was so crazy because um one of my homies knew him. Like they cool. That's they, you know what I'm saying? That's his homie. They got that's his that's his dog, you feel me? So we all hanging out for one of the homies' birthday in Atlanta. They come down there. I didn't even know. It was probably like a whole day went by before bro said something to me like, "Hey man, you know who son that is? That's son, son, son." So, so we we just was kicking it and just kicking it on some, you feel me? Regular stuff. We ain't even bring up nothing about our old dude for real. Like I don't remember us having a conversation about that. We really was just kicking it, bro. We ain't, you know what I'm saying? Smoking. We went out to the mall, stuff like that. Regular shit. We ain't. Yeah, so that was it. But yeah, dude, cool. You feel me? Uh, you know he rap. I think he do music and stuff. Still, I think I don't. I don't know. But uh-huh. yeah, man. Um, little ghost, ghost. Uh, uh, best friends, ghost, ghost Brown Jr. That's my homie. You know what I'm saying? That's cuz. That's fam. You know what I'm saying? I'm 
cool with him. We kick it, you know, whenever we can get up with each other. But, yeah, as far as, like, the, the kids and, you know, of all these street freakers, like, I know a few of them. Mm. Chambers, uh, uh, Larry Chambers' uh, son, that's my homie. Really? Uh, T. Stucky. I know little, little T. Stucky Jr., that's my homie. You know what I'm saying? We actually uh, got some stuff we working on. I just was featured in a series he just wrote and, and uh, produced and directed, basically, uh, himself called Territory, coming out soon. So, yeah, we got an album, uh, Sons of the Game, a project we working on. We've been working on for a minute. It's going to be crazy, Sons of the Game. Basically, it's, the name speaks for itself. Um, We, you know, going to be... You know, talk about the, 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 the offspring of these, you know. We all sons of the game, though. You know, even, you know, my pops, well, he learned from somebody. He learned that, you know, Demetrius and them, too. They sons of that that game, that, that dope game. They sons of that game, you know what I'm saying? Yo, they say them niggas had 100 bodies. Yeah. <laughs> 100 Dude. fucking bodies, nigga. Like, I was say. like... And I and I, I, you know, I grew up in the YBI era too. And I'm that's sure what they and, that, and, that, and that's probably what they can what they count what they can account of what you know what they can count. They don't think of the ones that's unsolved and closed cases, and you know what I'm saying. Man, that's just what they what they think they think they can. It's probably way more than that. You never know. I don't know, but even that could be exaggerated. Like, come on, man, that's a a hundred is a that's like, um that is a, a you're a you're a serial killer at that point, bro. What? Come on, that's, that's serial nigga, killer. Nigga, that's a bomb blowing up. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. That's one of those type of situations, man. Has it has it benefited you in any shape, fashion, or form? Uh, no, <laughs> I ain't made no money. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, brother. <laughs> like, nah, uh, it's just um, I mean, I met some cool people, you know, um, cool people along the way, but beneficial wise, uh, it's a gift and a curse because it's like, you know, I it's, you know, I've been in situations where people did find oh i ain't gonna say they well i I would say they didn't prejudge me but kind of because it's like oh you come from this background and your parents is this is in this situation you know what you doing you know what i'm saying is you in the streets or whatever whatever so you know they probably assume that but instantly once they talk to me and you know see how I interact, communicate, how I'm talking. You know, I'm not of that lifestyle. Uh, I'm good, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't really get, you know, too much about being his son, like, nothing negative or whatever. It's just, you know, you know, did he really have all that money? Did he really have a Maserati? It'd just be stuff like that. And where all the money at? Where the jury at? And stuff like that. So... Pretty much, it be it's it's, it's 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 and I didn't have people, you know, people be like, man, man, if that was my daddy, man, I'd be out here with the plug, man. I know you got the plug, bro. Like, wait, man, <laughs> no, bro, I'd be like the plug for real. Um, most that's what y'all think. <clears throat> yeah, most people would assume that because both your parents was in the game. They think I just came like John Gotti Jr. and just all right, I'm taking over the family business. <laughs> this ain't no movie, man. Uh, man, nah, I want to get as far away from that as possible, bro. 
You, and that, good you know what? That, that, man. It's kind of like a, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but let's say your parent is an alcoholic and you got multiple siblings. You'll right. have one sibling that's an alcoholic. And then you may, like, I, I read something today. Somebody's father was an alcoholic and they had three kids. And one of them, yep, was an alcoholic, but the other two never drank. Right. Mm. You know, Somebody going to pick up the traits and exactly. be, be worse than the parent. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Like, my dad never, uh, they never smoked, never drank. Stayed in shape. You know, he was a boxer first. And a lot of people, this is another thing why, why I'll be trying to, you know, people be so just, that's the first thing they want to hear. Maserati Rick. They don't know about, he, he didn't, he became Maserati Rick later. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know about previous when he was a crunk fighter. And you know what I'm saying? He was Richard Carter, the crunk fighter first. Speaking, speaking, that's perfect. Bam. What I just, let me get, let me grab my bag, grab the bag real quick. And while, while you do that, like if I remember correctly, like he grew up in the same neighborhood as Tommy, uh, Thomas Hearns. Tommy Hearns, man, come yeah, on. The Hitman, come on now. Tommy Hitman Hearns, how you, oh, okay, bam, this bag older than me. This from the 70s, bro. Oh, that's a this the, this, this, shit right This there. is the original crunk. This one of the original, the original. This Richard Carter, you know what I'm saying? They ain't handing these out, bro. You ain't just finna get one just because you, you know. Mm. This, this is really Detroit history. This is a piece of, you know, the Crunk Gym, and they closed down the original one. They, I think they still got a facility in Westland. So, you know, I even did a, uh, so that just brought me to get to doing my merch. I got a, uh, where this hoodie at? Okay, bam, I got the hoodie right here. See, I got the, uh, you know, I got the merch, the Maserati Rig collection. So I did a hoodie. Mm-hmm. I did a crunk. A crunk joint. Oh, that's fire right there, bro. What? Oh, no. If I want to buy one of those, where would I get that? Oh, uh, you can hit me up, man. I, I make them, ship them. I make them and ship them. <laughs> you okay. know what I'm saying? Um, for the for the you know like like people Maserati that... Rick collection oh 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 here's the big thing right here the box well, hold on now. you you, you, you like if somebody just a random person sees this and wants to uh, cop something from you how they go about doing how they get in touch with you uh uh well for right now I'm Instagram I'm getting the website and everything set up and mm-hmm. but for right now definitely you can direct contact me on Instagram uh at Maserati Rick collection or at one mrjr uh 731 that's my personal page and then my clothes with the you know with the merchandise is at maserati rick collection uh instagram but this right here is what's this is the collection box the maserati rick collection box and this will have um some merch in there uh a, a hoodie a t-shirt uh a hat um, I'm redoing my father's obituary as well. Uh-huh. Um, and I have his his boxing management card and his um car wash card. I'ma redo those cards. It's gonna be like a memorabilia box. Uh-huh. Um so you're gonna get that. Uh I'm gonna do coffee mug, a pair of socks with Maserati Rick socks, t-shirt, coffee mug. Um oh, Ah, Maserati Rick 
cannabis, all my weed smokers out there, boy, yeah, we got something coming too. You know what I'm saying? Brought to you by North Coast, North Coast, Michigan made cannabis. Uh, yeah, man, we putting something together. Definitely. Yo, just be, uh, I live in Ohio now. Um, oh, that's it's coming there. It's gonna yeah, be there. I was just about to say they just passed a recreational law. Yeah. I got a homie in Ohio that got a uh, coffee shop too. I'm trying to get the Maserati Rick coffee or something going. That's no, why I'm doing that. coffee. That's, that's why I'm doing coffee mugs because I like coffee. I like coffee and weed kind of go together. So like yeah, this box, this box is gonna be like so. You know when we drop this movie, this this Maserati Rick Demetrius Holloway uh, story, this box will be available. Um, and I want to, I want you to smoke this this weed with this box, and you got this merch. Oh, it's gonna have a, a Maserati Rick rolling kit, also a, a lighter with a tray and stuff like that, rolling tray. And we're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna let y'all know about the strand. This I ain't gonna speak on that. It's still kind of in development, you know. With the cannabis, it's a whole. Yeah, it's it's whole more. It's more. It's a process. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out. You know, everybody doing three fives in the bag. I'm trying to figure out something different. They got this. They got this product called a Canagar, man. I might do a Canagar for my real people that really, you know, is in the cannabis. What the hell is that? It's a Canagar. So basically, um, if it's for people that's familiar with uh, rosin, uh, it's it's, it's, it's concentrate. You know what I'm saying? So this is basically like uh, they have a we they did a Canagar for um they get the the company did a Canagar recently. And it was like seven, maybe maybe seven grams of, of flour in there, and it was maybe a gram of rosin, and it was wrapped in banana paper. And it's literally it's it's, a, it's like a cigar, so it's burned for maybe two hours, maybe three hours, or whatever. Damn. And this and it's like pure THC. You know what I'm saying? People be talking about they want the loud, they want the best weed. Listen, it don't get no better than rosin. People be thinking this. No, this is the purest form, medical is medicine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is the purest form of it that you can get. So I'm glad. I'm glad my days is over with that shit, man. I can't fuck with yeah. that niggas, man. That's just ridiculous. No, but man. then I'm look, like, see people. See people. A lot of people is people don't know the difference between a lot of people getting this GMO. They're not even getting organic. They're not even getting organic flour. So that's what will turn a, a, a somebody that's used to the old type of weed. That's how I feel. I be like, bro, what is all this new shit? You know what I'm saying? It's a, one of my homies from Flint. He he, about 47. We be talking about all this. We be like, bro, this ain't the same weed. No, we grew I prefer, up on, I wanted, bro. At this point, I take, know, well, take me been, back to old three. Years. Years. Take shit, me man. back to the 2000s, man. Where the seeds at, nigga? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's GMO, you know. You might get some organic, but a real a real smoker, you are gonna know the difference. You are gonna taste the difference and all that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, big, take me back to the Reggie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, the Reggies. I, let, me, let me ask you this: Are you tired of talking about pops? No, nah, you know every what? interview. Nope, because I feel like this. At first, it was like you know. I mean, I, why y'all y'all always want to talk about that? Let's talk about you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, I feel like it don't get talked about enough, you know, because the impact, the influence, the aesthetics that he set back in the day was, uh, it was a, uh, you know, he set the bar for the level of 
fashion that he was bringing to this shit, the cars, um, all of that, bro. Like, yeah, it's a conversation, even though, yeah, we talking about the street, but they love the street shit. That's why BMF is doing so well as far as their presentation and they roll out. People want to hear it. You know, they want to hear these type of stories. And, you know, shout out to the whole BMF because they did mention Pops on there on a couple episodes. I wish I could have reached out. You know what I'm saying? Got me involved a little bit. But, uh, you know, I feel like street guys influenced the industry, even back then. It go hand in hand. Um, yeah. So I feel like yeah, we gonna have to talk about it because he influenced how rappers dress today. He influenced how drug dealers dressed back then, wearing suits. They wasn't just pulling up in jeans and t-shirts and how they, you know, he brought a standard. Businessman, gators to the, the gators. Him and Demetrius was t- turned Detroit into the Gator capital. Literally, like it, it, it's really, you know. A lot of people be thinking like him and Demetrius, like they just popped out and they just was selling drugs. No, nah, man, that was a they, you know, to me, this hot. I, I think they was like hustling ass player type cats back then, bro. These they was too light skinned. Meach was a yellow nigga, man. Them niggas was terrible <laughs> back then, bro. I could just imagine how it was back then. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, man, like they, they, they just was, they, it was like a dynamic duo situation, bro. You couldn't really, you couldn't, they was like undefeated type shit. They got the money, they got the looks, they got the, the crew, you know. It had to be something, you know, like I, I, I've, you know, like I've been in some clubs, you know, and I'm just a regular, well, you know, I'm doing all right, you know, but I, right. I'm, there's levels to shit, and I was not even approaching them niggas' level. And then you see them type of cats, you know, you think niggas buying our sections now. <laughs> right. You know, or you think niggas got cars now. <clears throat> like, the level of, of ostentatious back then, especially when Bella was popping. Oh, and they was young. And they, and they, and they was young back then. They was young guys back then. They wasn't, you know, they, they was still in their mid-20s. Getting all these millions of dollars and having all these uh, uh, businesses and responsibilities, man. They was kids, basically. So, you know, they thought it was going to last forever, just like anybody else in their life. You know, they thought it's going to, they think that money ain't going to never end, man, to the feds or the, something happens. You know? Man, because I was in 11th grade when that shit jumped off, when your pops got shot. Mm. And, nigga, that shit, like, it, Everything from like it, it it was hood lore, like we all knew about this shit. We did we knew about it, but we didn't know about it. But then niggas had got shot at that car wash before. Niggas got shot at right. that car wash after. But we never heard a story like Maserati Ricks. And then that when, was when, when that nigga got buried in a in a car. And saying a Benz. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Like yeah, that, that shit, niggas was like, what? Oh hell no! Niggas like, oh that shit got to cost fifty bands, fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know, it, it was just you know like like it was in, in a in a in a hood way. He was a superhero. 
which is right. un- unfortunate. A ghetto, that, a ghetto yeah, hero, for sure. It's unfortunate that we looked up to somebody under those circumstances, but, it, you know, on the other hand, it's like he was somebody we all felt like we could work to attain. If 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 if, if he would have did anything different, <clears throat> he probably would have been like good at whatever he did. But I feel like I feel like he had a um, he had an exit, a exit, a game plan to get out of there. You know what I'm saying? Get out mm-hmm. of the drugs and get into this boxing world. I really in my you know, that's what I, that's what, in my, that's what I believe, like, he was trying to make that transition, but it was too late, you know, he was, he was managing, and he already was, you know, because he couldn't box, I mean, he could box, but he had, mm-hmm. see, a lot of people don't even know this, my pops had a metal plate in his head, bro, so he couldn't box for real, because of that, medical, you know what I'm saying, so How did he get a metal plate in his head. Uh, it was a situation happened when he was a kid, bro. I I don't even got all the like the full full details. It was just something happened when he was a kid, man. Like I see, he had a metal plate in his head because uh a lot of people don't know when they came in the hospital and shot him in the hospital. He got shot twice in the face here and like here around the nose. You know what I'm saying? So that first one didn't go through that plate. You know what I'm saying? So he had to shoot him again. But yeah, people don't even know he had a metal plate in his head, like on the like on the left side or something like that. Mm. Um, so, you know, I feel like he was trying to make that transition and get into this whole boxing management thing and stuff like that. Cause, uh, you know, who? But then, you know, when you in that life, though, when you in too deep, you really, you really can't get out. Yeah. Yeah, and then you dealing with these Colombians or uh, whoever, they ain't letting you go. That man, yeah, right. You bringing me all this money, Mm-mm. blood in, blood out. Yeah, I never understood the 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 want to be at the top of the food chain. Like me personally, if I'm in that life, I'm cool. You know, I'm gonna sell this bird, and that's all I'm gonna do. Like a couple hundred, I'm, you know. I'm gonna if you grew just, up, if if you grew up poor, how they did, I think that's what make you do that. When you seeing everybody else getting all this money, it's like, dang, do I want to go here and go work at the plant? Because that what was thrived. That what well that what that was with the thriving industry then. So you either was working at the factories or you in the streets. <laughs> no, actually, I, I had a cousin rest rest his soul. Oh, unless you was like they, in the entertainment or something, or you no, just was no, uh, no. He he was the plug in the plant. Oh yeah, that too. That was a whole nother world outside. The the, the plant was the streets <laughs> inside, inside of the, streets. the streets. Yeah, and for real, for real. That's yeah. a whole nother world in there. It was a more controlled environment in there, in there though too. And you ain't got to worry about you know. Ain't nobody about to show up to the plant trying you know? to shoot you. Yeah. It's, it's organized. Know. It's organized up in here a little bit, man. Hmm. And, and like you know, he died a reg. You know, like he died a regular death. There was no violence right. or nothing involved. He died yeah. rich. Yeah, that's how it be. You know. Um. So, 
and I'm not giving no. I'm not trying to get nobody no ideas out there. I'm sorry if you took it that right. way. Uh, it, is it before we go? Because I know we ain't, we ain't got too much longer. But is there anything that you want to leave with people? Uh, go watch Diamond Girls on Tubi. Kane and Abel on Tubi. I'm uh in both of those films. Um, go check the album out. Apple Music September. Um, y'all hit me up if y'all want the Maserati Rick Collection merch. Follow me. Uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel Maserati Rick Jr. Go check out that uh um Maserati Rick Collection, man. Come shop with me, man. Get some memorabilia. It's coming directly from me, so you know you ain't getting it from a third person party. It's coming direct from these hands to y'all, so it's more. You know, it's gonna mean a little more. You know what I'm saying? Going to if y'all if y'all mess with Maserati Rick and you know y'all want to represent the legacy with me, man, in a positive way, cause that's what we doing. Uh, come on, man, and you know, keep tuning in to the show, man. I enjoyed the conversation, for real, for real. Um, shoot, man, any questions? You know what I'm saying? Any questions? Like I said, you could have asked me. You know, any? You know, I got some music out there too. All the, I said the music, so yeah, you good. I said the. Music. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yo, I'm just kind of uh, who'd you do the movies? I mean, the uh, the two B shows with. Uh, so uh, Diamond Girls is a interesting, interesting uh project because initially, shout out to Joe Smith, uh, Millionaire Joe on Instagram. Joe Smith is the writer of this Diamond Girls project. Uh, initially, it was a play, so I. Initially, I started acting in 2017, and I was cast to play the role of Tino in Diamond Girls, the stage play. Mm-hmm. So uh, Diamond Girls initially is a story based on the women of street, these street guys and what they go through. And my mother was actually featured on the documentary, Diamond Girls documentary. So um, he get, he got me involved in the stage play joe smith and then uh later a few years later they came to do the diamond girls film Mm -hmm. and i came to play the character tino on uh diamond girls the film and that was my actually that was my second film my first film was cain and abel on tubi um and i played i played the character of chance on, on there and um that's Diamond Girls is crazy. Kane and Abel crazy. You know what I'm saying? This territory with T Stucky gonna be crazy. I played a guy, I played my character named Tommy on there. I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um got a documentary coming. Uh yeah, man. And uh what else? I'm, uh, we got a show. We supposed to be doing a show. I'm not sure if I can speak on it, but I can mm-hmm. because so there's been a development of a show called um, Growing Up in the Game, a.k.a. Crime Boss Kids, and uh, it's supposed to be uh, co-produced, produced by Judge Mathis, and basically following the, you know, the kids. It's supposed to be like some kind of reality-based TV show or whatever, but it's been kind of in development for a couple of years. We're just trying to figure out, you know, what route they want to go as far as what network or whatever they want to pick up with. Um, mm. So that's been in development, but that's going to be dope because it's supposed to be like Supreme, Supreme Griff, uh, son from Supreme Team out of New York. Um, I want to say uh, a couple other people. I can't even remember all the other names, but it's about maybe seven 
kids in total that's going to be a part of this cast and this show, from my understanding. So I'm I'm, I'm waiting to see, you know, how we're going to do it, too. Um, Yo, that's, that's crazy right there. Yeah, especially after this whole BMF thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Lil Meech, you know, he did his thing. So he, I feel like he, as far as, Putting it, putting that story out there. They they did it. They did a good job. You know what I'm saying. They they put it on the right platform, and you know what I'm saying. It was cool. It was good. They brought they brought a lot of light up to Detroit. So now they so now they want to hear more of these stories. They yeah. want these real these real street stories. You know what I'm saying. So I feel like this is the perfect time to boom come with the Maserati Rick and Demetrius Holloway story. You know what I'm saying. And then, of course, let's go down. They need, like you said, you come from the YBI area. They need to do a YBI story. You know what I'm saying? Let's tell these stories because all these, let's tell these stories because let's not let other people that's not even from Detroit and these people that's not even reaching out to these family members doing these stories on these people and they not, you know, communicating. They not reaching out. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, that's another thing what made me want to take on the, the challenge of keeping this legacy going because you know we're not about to let nobody else tell the story and mess the story up look at look, look what they did with the tupac story bro come on man i mean if you, i mean i'm, I'm gonna be honest bro like how did y'all I, mess that up bro i was disappointed in the bmf story too that's I am just too. me me too I, I am too because it, they went over the top with that shit. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what? Like, first off, them niggas ain't Detroit. Exactly. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, I ran out of Detroit. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know nothing about all that. I don't know the story. That's what that. it looked like. That's what it looked like. But, but it they, is they not Detroit. Not, not, not to say that like niggas like Southwest. Well, Southwest is Detroit. Um, right, right. Of course, and 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 uh, those cities. That's down there. river. That's down river. Them niggas did their thing. And right. and especially when I was growing up, we didn't even go out to Southwest. Like niggas in right, the, yeah. The, the niggas that right. stayed in Southwest stayed in Southwest. They ain't come across, yeah. you, know, you know, like that was like another. That was a. If you think niggas didn't fuck with the East Side, niggas really didn't fuck with Southwest. I knew one person <laughs> that used to fuck with, with with Southwest. He lived around the block from me. Well, his his peoples lived around the block from us. And he was the only nigga we knew in our neighborhood that ever went out there. And, and like, he would go out there and stay. He had family Word. out there, you know, mm. and that's where he was hustling at. You know, but, was. like, for me, like, McGraw Ave is just a much better re- representation. You know? McGraw Ave, dope. I just was watching that. That's fire. Yeah. They, and they, actually, they, uh, they killing it. I just was watching the rest of that. They killing it, bro. They killing. Oh, and uh, cause I had Tom, I had the, one of the directors, Thomas L. Harris. Um, oh yeah, two, he he. Two weeks ago, I worked. I worked. I worked. Uh, I was working with him on set one time. I ain't did like no work with him, but I was. I watched him work. I watched him direct. I seen him get mm-hmm. busy. He get busy. Like I would, me personally, what I would like to see is not just a Maserati Rick story. Like I want to see, uh, the history of the game. From Detroit's perspective, in a movie, not a documentary, but no, like, yeah, this. So this what we doing. So we're actually doing a six episode series. Okay. So this will this is 
so it's it's not going to be like a a a feature film or whatever because I feel like the route that you know they went they went that route with the White Boy Rick story. They did a feature film. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like with the BMF, they should have did a film first, then came and did the series and gave the backstory of the breakdown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for like for this story, so what I'm working on, like I'm telling the story. But it's more so like, uh, like I said, it's basically a six episode series. But to introduce the series, I will be telling the story coming from my perspective. Basically, the I'm writing a script, okay. basically. Okay. And what I'm writing is basically I'm, I'm speaking. Through, I'm, you know how on The Sopranos, uh, he was talking to the therapist. So that's the yeah. angle I'm going like a therapy session. This is why I this is why I'm here because of everything what that's going on. The 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 dad, the trauma from that, even though I wasn't alive, it still affects everything in my life, you know. Uh losing my brother, my mom, all that is a uh uh stuff built up, built up. It's gonna it's gonna you know, it's gonna affect you in some type of way. So I feel like, you know, we don't talk about that enough mental health black people. We don't we don't we don't really, you know, people, it's taboo. It's like a taboo thing Man. in our community. So I feel like black men, especially, I feel like that's a good angle to take and tell the story to understand why my parents, I ain't even trying to understand why they did what they did. That was the, it, it didn't, it, I'm really understanding what the, effects of that did to the kids not just me Mm. my you know even my mother you know what i'm saying because like i said you know whatever she went through i don't know what she went through but it it affected her in some form of fashion that it it spilled onto her kids see what i'm saying this is me, me personally um this is how i i think and i can only speculate but but moms is probably feeling like I did 20 years for somebody else. But essentially, and, and, she was involved and she was a victim. And I all and I said that because she was dealing with this dude. They was in a relationship at a point in time. Just like she was dealing with my father. So, she's always dealt with these type of guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really faulting her for that you know what she attracted to mm-hmm. but let's take a step back you got these around your you got this around your kids so is where your value placed that on this money or over here because you but, it ain't like we was from her perspective what i'm saying is is that at the end of the day she's she's a woman and a woman that has a man has a man that she feels is going to protect her. And in provide doing so, and protect. <laughs> provide and protect. But when, when, the, when the shit hits the fan, most women under those circumstances probably assume that the guy who is the lead in the situation, whether or not she played a role, which oftentimes women do, but the guy is the lead in the situation with take the brunt of the fall for her. Right. 
Um, and so when that don't happen, and as much as he may say, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and he may provide for, you know, like you say, he was a stand-up dude. He, he still handled things, you know, while she was down. But at the end of the day, in her mind, I shouldn't be down. That nigga should be down. And so now it's like, okay, you even you, you like a stray in the situation, you know, an innocent bystander right. that got caught, shot up. Right, yeah. That's because, what I said. She was a victim and she was involved because you get money. You know what's yeah. going on in this house. You know, you ain't, you're not blind to the fact. And that was the whole thing. So it's like, you know, be real with yourself as a woman. You chose to this, just like my daddy and them chose that shit. They knew what they signed up for. You knew what you signed up for dealing with this dude. Cause you, this ain't your first time around the block dealing with a guy like this. You see what I'm saying? So my mom was 41 when she went to prison. It wasn't like she was. She wasn't no young chicken, no spring chicken. Bro, oh my God, listen, you said the exact words I said in the interview the other day. I said she wasn't no spring chicken, bro. I swear I said that. When you go check out the Beat Factory 313 on YouTube, he got, he got, he interviewing Bush Jones on there, bro. He got motherfucking Logic Park on there. He got some, some, because he really ran with my old dude in them back in the day. Juice. Shout mm-hmm. out to Juice, the Beat Factory 313. Y'all go check that platform out. And he got Demetrius Holloway's son on there. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? He getting the, he was there, bro. And he, you know, we disputing on the Eddie Jackson. We, we getting, we, we clearing up a lot of speculation and uh, we putting the truth out there, man. You know what I'm saying? And okay, we speaking well, from. I'm going to let you go after this one question. What's the biggest, gotcha. the biggest misrepresentation that you want to clear up? Um, the biggest misrepresentation, bro, like. I. Is. It's nothing to really clear up because, you know, like I said, he signed up for that and that was what he represented, the street lifestyle, bro. He lived, he lived how he, he went out how he lived. He was uh, uh, this this big figure, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's like this. I feel like this. If he, he did what he did, so I didn't have to do it. And he made them sacrifices, you know, whether he was right or wrong at the end of the day um you know i don't look at how, i don't look at it in a negative way i can't look at it like that besides you know he's not here to see his kids and his grandkids bro or demetrius holloway these dudes is not here to see their kids and their grandkids grow up great grandkids stuff like that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they're not around to tell their own stories you know um you know it's always unfortunate when you know what happens to the family after that so, Man. yeah, it ain't all it ain't all cracked up being Maserati Rick Jr., bro. Like, I'm going to tell people that, too, because people be like, oh, they think it's all this and that, bro. No, man, it's a headache. Your family going through it is is stress is uh, all type of stuff going on. You don't know if somebody want to do something to you because, you know, stuff that your parents was involved in, man, it, it get like that, bro. So, like, you know, it's a gift and a curse, but you just got to. Take everything, you know. I don't take nothing personal. This is what I had to learn, bro. I don't care who say what about my father or my mother. I don't take none of it personal, cause that's them. I wasn't there. I can't. I can't take it personal. 
This is somebody's opinion. This is somebody's perspective of another person, another grown person. I, I can't feel no type of way. I had to learn to take nothing personal when it comes to that. Cause it's gonna, it can make it, it, you people crash out over stuff like that, you know. So um, I took, I, I take that, I, you know, be more positive as far as looking at people's what they went through, and I had to learn to be sensitive, even with you know my mom coming home. Like, okay, she did go through that, and you know, but I don't, I don't feel no type of way. It's nothing negative. Uh, I always hear great stories, you know what I'm saying? Up, up, and it make me feel good to hear those good stories. So we're gonna keep Maserati Rick alive, and you know. It's crazy, bro. I even met somebody that did a, a school report on Maserati Rick. <laughs> so, like, if somebody can go to school and talk about this guy, it's a, it's some type of, it's this different, you know? Same thing with the BMF, man. Like, you know, they got, it's history. It's negative history tied to it, but it changed the whole city. He, this, you know, that whole era. You know, we trying to get the city back from the 80s, you know, so... It's coming back though, but yeah, I feel like if they could if they could have had the chance to do better, bro, they would have did it. So I feel like us talking and you know people coming and they building their platforms and they telling the real stories and they trying to make something positive off of it. This is what they ain't dying in vain, bro. You know, whether it was a bad situation, they they died for something bigger than just some drugs and some some money. It's bigger than that, so. That's my last words. It's bigger than the streets, and the streets don't love you back, man. <laughs> no, the streets don't love you back, bro. I they mean, love. My, they don't love you back. My generation is the last generation to remember, at least for for now, what Seven Mile used to look like. Everybody lawn was manicured, green. You know, niggas wasn't no angels. Don't get me wrong, but like you had two parent households. You know, you had you know people real jobs you know uh, and, and and you know like we we saw you know it, my neighborhood was a car thief neighborhood that turned into Look, my old dude was a car thief he probably was stealing cars <laughs> yeah, hey i remember <laughs> my, my niggas was like joe you want to go out with us one night i'm like yeah fuck it so i go out i'm not about that life bro Say I, like still still it was just not my thing bro like you was like I, let me out the car <laughs> i was let literally like nigga and they you know what to, to their credit they never you know it was never no nigga you a bitch you this and that it was like right. nigga it just ain't for you nigga like i was a smart kid they respected and, your like 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 nah bro i ain't yeah. trying to be the <laughs> yeah that's cool though and i think that's to a cool. certain extent it was a they was teaching me a lesson mm-hmm you know, so, you know, but I seen those same niggas go from stealing cars to selling work for a particular individual, you know, like it was a hierarchy that developed in our neighborhood. These niggas at the top, these niggas is doing good and other niggas is, you know, getting by. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm 51, if I go back to the neighborhood, first off, it looks like the whole shit exploded. Secondly, <laughs> most of the niggas that was really doing it, it's horrible looking now. Or they gone, or they yep on or the drugs, did. yeah. Or they on the drugs that they were yeah. selling. Yeah, man, it's just uh, like man, ain't no retirement plan. That's what I'm gonna say on that one, bro. Uh, <laughs> yo, if there's anything possible I could do for you, man, please don't hesitate to let me know. And 
And yo, in, inbox me because I, I want to get a hoodie and I want to get a coffee mug. Okay, Actually, okay, I'm, yeah. We get two coffee mugs. We collect coffee mugs over here. That's okay, yeah, man. We got the Maserati Rick collection, man. We going to um getting that merch out here, man. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to get all the as far as like production of all these items. I'm still working out the specifics on that, but I know this is what I want to put and have available. Now the the hoodies and you can get them them all them available, but the mugs none of that is in yet. I got I'm getting a lot of stuff uh, done and made or whatever, so it's gonna take a little minute for the extra stuff that I want to do to get done and produced. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the hoodies and stuff, like I said, I make and produce those myself. So okay. just like okay. I said, shoot me a shoot me a message, and then I, you know size whatever size color you want, and you all know right. what I'm saying. We could do it like that, and like I said, I ship out anywhere. And you right there, so yeah, you gonna get yeah. that one in two days. Yeah, and I and actually, uh, cause I think I might be coming home Wednesday, cause I do want to go see to this Danny Brown concert. Okay, Danny Brown, Danny Brown. So yes. you probably heard of my homie Fat Ray then Bruiser Brigade. Oh yeah, Danny I heard Brown. Bruiser Brigade. Yeah, yeah, that's my man's in the Fat Ray man. Shout out to Fat Ray, dog. That's my guy, Fat Ray. What up? Wait a minute. You know what Who, wasn't he in the group with somebody? Bruiser Brigade. Uh, it's Fat. Uh yeah, oh don't give me the line, bro. Damn, uh, I'm surprised Fat Rain. Same dude I'm thinking Ray. about. He lost a lot of weight recently. Uh oh, was, oh, you know what? That was the Fat Fathers. I think it was. Okay, Fat Father. Okay, Fat Father. I know him too. That's my homie. That's the homie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, man, let me get out of here, man. I oh truly, yeah, yeah, truly definitely, appreciate, man. man. Your time, your energy, and your wisdom. Appreciate Yo, it, bro. It, and hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the best, man. We need to get this movie made because I, I. Oh yeah, I'm it's in, it's in the works. <laughs> Look, me too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to see man, it too. On that note, man, I'm gonna let you go, bro. And you have a appreciate you, bro. Day. No you doubt, too, man. bro. Have a good one, man. Man, all right, peace, bro. Definitely enjoyed the conversation. Likewise, likewise, man. No, dog, I holler at you. All right, peace, bro. Peace. Yo, um, y'all already know, man, how we get down over this way, man. You know, they're very, very, and, and, and what I want people to know, man, is that, and what, what I want, just to reiterate what I said earlier about, you know, like, like, it, it's all that glitters ain't gold, basically, you know, the lifestyle, the peaks and the valleys of the lifestyle of the hustle is just too much, you know, the peaks is phenomenal if you get there, you know, first and foremost, most people that sell don't don't make it to Maserati Rick level. They don't even come close. But a lot of those people that don't even come close still suffer some of the same consequences. Um, and please, please, please uh, think about your kids. That man basically had to grow up without, you know, basically that man grew up without his father. Then had to, had to watch his mama do 20 years. It ain't worth it. Anyway, on that note, man, I'm out. Yo, I got Cam coming on, the West Coast legend, uh, November the 27th. And then who do I got? I got uh, Tim Sumter coming on the 30th. Oh, hold on. Let me let me, let me me get the whole little, little, little situation. Oh, yeah, we got Q of William Palmer. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hami, I think it's Hami. Clothing. Uh very elite black old clothing line. Um, and Tim Summer, Sumter coming on on the 30th of this month. Uh, Q will be on at 5 o'clock and Tim will be on at 7 o'clock. And then December 7th, the first week in uh, 
December. We got Courtney Bell, uh, one of the dopest MCs in Detroit. And then we got Blitz from BK, uh, a brother that uh, swims with fucking sharks. Man, come on, man. Uh, and you know what? The 14th, let's go as far as the 14th. And we'll talk about the rest later. We got Bizarre from D12 coming on at 5 o'clock. And then we got Loose Cannon coming on at 7 o'clock. Come on, bro. Um, you might be working, but you ain't working as hard as us, man. We only doing Legends Only. This is Jobs. This has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You see the IG. You see the YouTube. Holla at me. I'm out.